What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Episode 246, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. This week, I'm really excited to have... um, it, she's an up-and-comer, but at the same time, she's starting to, be, starting to become a veteran as well. She's young, <laughs> but at the same time, she's been in the business for almost seven years now. So very interesting to talk uh, to former TNA Knockouts Tag Team Champion. Uh, like I said, young, but but old at the same time. So I'm really excited <laughs> uh, to speak to none other uh, than uh, Thea Trinidad. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I have been doing my show for, it'll be five years in April, and I've interviewed, I don't know where I'm at, probably 60, 70 people now. You are the only the third female that I've interviewed in my entire uh, duration of my show. So that's awesome. Oh, nice. What's other, where were the other two? Uh, Katie Lee and uh, Brandy Rhodes. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, every time I, I get a female on my show, I, I get excited uh, just because I'm so used to talking to men on my show, uh, <laughs> male wrestlers on my show every week. But at the same time, I always like to get that female perspective. And when I interviewed Katie and when I interviewed Brandy, uh, it, it was it was a really good take from a female's perspective, especially Katie, because she's been in the business for so long. So, um, Right, right. I've had some great matches with her. Absolutely. So I was just about to ask you about your time in TNA. Uh, you were, what, 20 years old when you started wrestling? No, actually, I was... Or 19? I, I was 17 when I started wrestling, um, but I got to TNA, it was right as I was turning 20, so it was like 19, 20. Yeah, yeah, wow. So how did you, how were you able to get an opportunity at that young? Was there someone that you knew, or were you uh, just at the right place at the right time? How did that uh, come to you at such a young age? Uh, well, I actually owe that to Tommy Dreamer. Nice. I call him my wrestling dad because he had, from the very beginning, he, he's always, he's seen something in me and has helped me ever since. And I met him at a show in Coney Island back in, oh, it was like 2009, I want to say, 2010. And then um, he just said, like, I went up to him and I was like, hi, my name is C, and I really wanted to talk to him. And he's like, hey, hey, kid, I'm Dreamer. And he walked away and I was like, oh, man, I really wanted to talk to him. And then uh, after my match, he came up to me and said, all right, kid, come on, let's talk. You have a great moonsault. You know, you'll, I'd like this about your match. You know, so, like, he helped me. From from the get go, and uh, he said, I you know I think he had a, a shot at TNA if you're interested, and you know I'll help you in any way that I can, and he's been amazing ever since. Nice. So, what is it about wrestling that made you want to pursue this career? Um, well, it was definitely a family thing. My my whole family, from my grandmother to my mom, my, my dad, my brothers, everybody uh, was all huge wrestling fans. And my dad actually wrestled in high school as an amateur wrestler. And my uncle was a pro wrestler in Puerto Rico. And it was just something that, you know, as a kid, I went to, you know, Madison Square Garden and always said, oh, my God, I want to do this so bad, you know. And nobody really believed me because I was like four years old, you know. Everybody thought, ah, she'll get over it. Um, but then my my dad, and he always kind of wanted to be a wrestler, especially, you know, for WWF back in the day. So when he, he passed away during the World Trade Center attacks and, on 9-11, and it took me a lot to, to pull myself out of that denial and depression. And I realized at that moment, at like 17, I was like, well, what was it that my, my dad and I really shared? And it was wrestling. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do this for me, and I'm going to do it for him. So I'm going to go full speed, and he's been the driving force Wow. Um, so that is is, is awesome. You know, that's, an, that's an awesome inspiration. Um, you know, very unfortunate. Uh, definitely sorry to hear about that. But it's certainly, you know, if there's a positive that can come out of it, uh, it was an inspiration, you know, for you to, you know, be passionate about what you do uh, right now. Were there anything that you remember as a kid growing up as wrestling, like a memorable match? You mentioned Madison Square Garden. Was there anything in particular that you remember from MSG or just from wrestling in general back in the 90s? Well, actually, it was around 97 that uh, – and mind you, I was always very short. Like when I was a kid, until now, I've always been very short. So uh, I always looked to Rey Mysterio and was mm. super inspired by him, and it was – Halloween Havoc, him and Eddie Guerrero, and I was like, you know what? 
if he can do it, I can definitely do it. And it was like that match that inspired me wow. all the way till now. So definitely Rey Mysterio, I owe a lot of that too. And, and Leah as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Leah. Leah is probably my favorite um, women's wrestler of all time. And uh, I've been watching wrestling over over 30 years, so there's a lot of choices. Uh, but it was yeah. just, <laughs> but it was just something about Leah, just her spunkiness and just, um, just her her attitude of just I'm gonna give it my all every time. Uh, and then for a female to do a moonsault, like you mentioned, you, you know, do he did a moonsault and it caught Dreamer's eye, you know, just for mm-hmm. someone to have that type of passion in the business is, is um, something that, that really uh, got to me as far as uh, affinity is concerned. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, so you mentioned Rey Mysterio, you mentioned uh, Lita. Is there any other wrestlers you can think of that uh, were your favorites? Oh, that's it's tough because I like different wrestlers for different reasons. Yeah. And um I mean I've always loved Eddie Guerrero, the Hardy Boys and uh The Rock obviously, yeah. Blade, like for just for for very much uh, different reasons. And it's just funny, uh speaking of Lita because um Tommy Dreamer was the one who got her her job after he saw her moonsault, and and same with me. So the day that Lita and I actually met, Tommy uh, brought both of us together and said, you know, you guys kind of look, you know, look up to me, and you call me your wrestling dad. So you guys are kind of like sisters. And sisters, I hired you both for, you know, your moonsault and Thea. You do it in honor of Amy. So, you nice. know, and of course, like inside the eight year olds like screaming, but outside, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, no, Awesome. Right, got to keep it professional. It's it's kind of it's kind of like when you get offered that job and you know you want that job. You're like, hey, let me check my schedule and call you back. You know, it's like like knowing that you're going to say yeah regardless. So yeah, just kind right, of keep it right. that just keep it that composure. But that that's absolutely uh, incredible. So your your time with TNA uh, it was very successful actually uh, in a young age. So um, you know you teamed up with uh with Sarita who's now a trainer in the WWE. Um so how was that? How was it just because both of you had the Mexican American thing teamed up with Hernandez? Um was it just a matter of you you had the look uh that that basically fit the the mold and it just was just a uh, an easy fit or did you did you try to throw some ideas? How did that uh become and how did that come about as far as you teaming with uh Hernandez and Anarchia and Sarita? <laughs> well it's funny because I felt like TNA just needed a spot to fill. Like they were like, Oh, she's Latin, so we have this <laughs> idea and she kinda just fits right in, whatever. Um just kidding. well slightly kidding. But um you know, on their side it was well uh, business, you know, we need this and right. she fits this, that's great. Uh Sarita, she was probably thinking, okay, well, you know, and, and just knowing the, the great person that she is, she was like, okay, I'm going to help this girl. Yeah. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. And, you know, so she was motivating that way. But for me, it was like, oh, my God, I'm getting this amazing opportunity with somebody like Sarita who is absolutely – I've always very much was inspired by her and admired her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because I remember right before I got there, Amazing Red was just like, I'm telling you, cuz, you're going to love Sarita. She's so good. I was like, I know, I know. <laughs> so, um, but we clicked right away. And, and honestly, to this day, we still call each other cousin. Mm. You know, like, I still go, hey, cuz, what's up? Because we just grew to be like family because of that. And I'm so grateful to TNA for, for bringing 
people like her or Austin or uh, Velvet, you know, people who I really hold close to me, um, I, I'm very grateful for that because I, I don't know that I would have been able to have that otherwise. And, you know, like I said, Sarita, she just, she helped me from day one and it was just instant chemistry, instant fun. We always had a good time while we were out there and just wanted to make whatever we were given really good. So, so uh, you know, talk about just the, um, the idea about the TNA knockouts championship um, and just as far as uh, your involvement and Sarita's involvement, you actually uh, were a former uh, TNA Knockouts uh, Tag Team Champion. Um, and what what are your thoughts about that? Was it was it a, was it good at the time? Because there were so many. The Knockouts division was such a very strong division in TNA, uh, and you know that was one of the things that actually edged over WWE. What was your overall uh, thought of the knockouts and just the tag team championship in general? I thought it was, it was great because everybody had their own thing. Everybody was so different. You couldn't look across the board and say, this person's like this person yeah. at all. And everybody just brought something fun and, and different, which I, I loved. But what was so cool about the knockouts tag team championship is that it gave women another chance to – either have that spot on TV or to um, just create, because tag team wrestling is different than obviously, you know, being a single competitor. And there's a different mindset that you go in uh, to do that. Um, it was just really cool because we got to mix it up with other tag teams. So whether that was the beautiful people or even um, ODB and EY. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, we had so much fun and, and you got to really mix it up with a bunch of different people. And then when you go to, you know, us being the knockout tag championship, uh, tag champions to um, Anarchia and Hernandez being the tag champions. It was just, we felt like we were on top of the world. Like <laughs> it was yep. a really great. And, and we walked around like that too. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, you, you stayed in TNA for a couple of years, right? Yes, I was over two years. Mm -hmm. And you were doing, you were still doing some indie work at that time still too in Mexico, right? Um, I was, I, I, well, I was doing a lot more indie work in, in the United States. I did go to Mexico uh, for two weeks with Serena, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, and then you, when you left TNA, where, where'd you go after then? You had, you had some, some time in, in ROH with, with Aries? Yes, um, but before that, it was just mostly House of Hardcore, and I stayed uh, kind of exclusive to Dreamer, and I kind of needed some time away after TNA, so yeah. I really delve into the world of acting, and um, wrestling also brought that to me because I met a director who was a wrestling fan, and then he put me in a, in a movie, and then I met other people, and, and it just kind of snowballed after that, so I just wanted to test the waters with that, and I had a great time with that, but wrestling always had my heart, so it brought me right back, and we went to, uh, we did a little more in TNA, Austin and I, and then we did some stuff in ROH, so we were kind of bouncing around, but House of Hardcore has always been my favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so look, my last question is, uh, you know, one one wrestler that we've mentioned a few times here, Austin Aries. So, uh, you, you mentioned mm -hmm. that uh, you met him uh, and, and your time in TNA, and then um, 
you know, there it's it's very public uh, that you all uh, that you both are uh, uh, in a very deep relationship, which is awesome. Congratulations on that. So, yeah. how was it? Uh, how did you meet Austin? As far as just that time, when I when I interviewed Brandy, he, she talked about just her and Cody as well. She said a really interesting story about being in backstage and how he was shy. Uh, how was it uh, that you and Aries met, and how did you become uh, a, a couple? <laughs> the complete opposite, actually. He was nowhere near shy. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He, um, yeah, no, it's it's like, oh, okay, of course he's, he wasn't shy. But it's funny because I was talking to – we had a talent meeting, and I'll never forget this because I wanted to punch him in the face. But um, we were having a talent meeting. I was talking to Bubba Dudley, and I was just finishing my last sentence. And right as the meeting was starting, I hear somebody shush from behind me. And he was like, shh. And I was like, who the hell is shushing me? Like, what? I was so, I don't know what it is. You can tell me, like, hey, so that, but when you shush me, for some reason, that's, like, shut the hell up, yeah. you know, in my in my ears. <laughs> so right away, I turned around with, like, just anger, and I was like, who the hell are you to be shushing me? And he was like, oh, I'm just kidding, but the meeting's about to start. I was just messing with you. And then I was like, okay, okay, whatever. I'll mess with him later. And then uh, he had a really great match. I think it was him, low-key, and, uh, Someone else, but they had a three-way. It was a really great match, and we just started talking after that, and everything just kind of happened. So, but it all started from a shush. Ah. <laughs> it's interesting how how uh, things happen. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think my my story with my wife is so elaborate, uh, but uh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, <laughs> I think it started with. Uh, I just saw her and and had all of us like there was a bunch of friends and we just all got together and I was like oh yeah let's make sure that we go to Applebee's so I can specifically talk to her so it was it was, it was really <laughs> interesting how, how I mapped that out but uh yeah so so my last question is uh just some you, you've uh, appeared in NXT um recently how, how's uh how's that experience so far it was amazing, and usually I don't really believe anything until, like, the last second. So I, up until I was standing in the ring with the cameras on, that's when I started mm. to believe what the situation was, the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Um, because I was surprised that I wasn't, um, I don't know, I wasn't very nervous because I guess it didn't click yet. And then as soon as I got there, it was just, like, nervous as hell because I – I love Asuka. Like her work is oh, absolutely yeah. amazing, and um, it was just an honor to be uh, in the ring with her, and and to meet her. I mean, she's she's an incredible person. So it was, it and it felt like such a home vibe, you know, because I had Sarita there as the producer. Yeah. I had, um, you know, Austin Aries there with me, uh, and then Terry Taylor, who actually was the one that hired me in TNA. So it was, it just felt like such a good family vibe. Like I. I felt like I was supposed to be there and it, it was amazing from from the second I got out the crowd was was so receptive to me and it was really cool like they were like oh my god she's here that's awesome and then when Oscar came out they're like oh my god she's gonna die <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember watching so. that <laughs> yeah I remember, the, the, yeah. I remember that exact reaction too like the fans were cheering for you and then Oscar came out like oh goodness <laughs> Very yeah interesting. yeah <laughs> So where, uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, my Twitter handle, my Facebook, and Instagram is all Thea Trinidad TMT. So 
T uh, Megan Trinidad. So C and Megan Trinidad, TNT. Some people think it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's not. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually my name. Yeah. Yes, it's the initials of your name. Now you're not a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or part of the or part of the money team. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Appreciate it, Thea. Uh thank you so much for, for being a part uh of the show tonight. And uh uh you have anything coming up soon? I do actually. On uh, December sixteenth I'm going to be uh at Shine wrestling at the Orphans, so it should be really I think I'm actually having a six what is it like a six woman tag? I think that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh nice. Absolutely. Yeah, Once excited. again, once again, Shine, December 16th, Thea Trinidad. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. Thank, thank you. Have a good night. Okay. Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. On mine. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear we taking this year you know who we are but you don't know why we here so this is where the big boys play these big boys play like who defies the living god get out the big boys way outsiders with the swoop in we live as kings you seeing us but our third man waits in the wings and when the time is right we shock him with the proper attack i go for dolo but ain't solo cut the promo in black hollywood hendrix prizzle pinning them to the max and i'm that's one with the strength of a hundred men with one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself but you rap about your gas and your rags torture white coffins when I drop a bomb my mic's awesome never lost faith you in all space you can all skate suffer but never cripple no bin walls in my cross face from here to Saturday raving anticipating I was frostbit now I am glacier mixed with some Vader get to hawking with these animals using God for my defense and Alabama, we jamming, that's beautiful Bobby eating, me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah The Harlem Heat, tie the do-rag Before we do battle, you're talking sheep You all what you speak, this too Till the number is took back We repping that wolf pack The foundation shaking, no mistaking Yeah, we shook that, trust in God We trust, pushing forward, never look back Meekness ain't at all weakness Some people mistook that Stamping out this crook rap He turning the power on, on the race Edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You crew. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. And the grand scheme is that easy. We tag teaming. Donna Brothers, we love it. Demand the win. Establish it. This the clash of the champions. This is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. A special thank you to Thea Trinidad, known in TNA as Rosita. Uh, Awesome to have her on the show. The fiancé of Austin Aries. Uh, So that's uh, awesome to have her. It was great to have her. She's the third female of all time. And almost five years of the Pancakes and Power Sam show. I've only had three females. So I'm working on that for all the female listeners out there. I'm working on that. We're going to get it together. I'm going to have more females on the show. That's my desire for 2017 is uh, to have more uh, females on the show. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that can continue to um, 
yeah, I, I I'm really excited to 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 do that and and to keep uh and to to make that uh make that jump <laughs> to make sure we get we get it together. So, uh, we're going to um we are going to have some 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 fun uh today. Um, <clears throat> we are going to have a, a special guest uh, co-host tonight as we do. Uh, every every week, uh, we are going to uh, have some fun this week, and we are we, there's a lot to talk about. There's a roadblock. Uh, there's there's the roadblock end of the line, so yeah, that's uh, I, I I don't I, I uh, yeah 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 so yeah it, it's I I'm not. Yeah, I, we, we, there's there's a lot to talk about when it comes to roadblock in the line. Speaking of that, uh, the the flavor of the week this week is going to be uh, top, the the top five pay per views that should be eradicated for 2017. Again, the, the top five pay per views uh, that should be eradicated for 2017. Now. You know we have the split going on, and ever since like July, uh, it's it's just been a influx of pay per views. It just seems like there's a pay per view like every two weeks, and you know just so many of these pay per views. You know the it just the the the, the, the prestige has been so diluted uh, within. Uh, you know, because they're having it too much, and just the the concept. It's not really a story behind uh, such a you know uh, pay per view nowadays. They're just naming pay per views just to name it, <laughs> and and then on, and then you know because of that, there's not really much substance in the pay per view. So that's that's the, un, the that's the unfortunate part of it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as far as the the pay-per-views are concerned of the the, the five pay-per-views that should be eradicated uh from uh from the WWE. There's a lot to talk about with the headlines as well. Um so yeah, it, we're going to have a lot of fun. Roadblock in the line is on Sunday and speaking of that, you know, I was talking uh you know about the pay-per-views like literally with without any without any exaggeration exaggeration i have 10 and I, and I and i watch wwe all the time <laughs> i i watch wwe all the time everyone knows i'm a wwe fanatic i'm a lifer uh you know i i am <laughs> wwe for life and watching wrestling all my life uh and you know, it's one of those things that I have forgotten pay-per-views leading up to pay-per-views. Like today, I was like, "Oh yeah, Roblox on Sunday." I ha- I've I've forgotten. You know, it's it's been so diluted and so oversaturated that I tend to forget. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I I tend to forget um, uh, what's what's going on. So that's uh, that's really really unfortunate. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, we're 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 going to have some fun tonight. It's going to be it's going to be great. Uh, and there's uh, an action packed show uh, coming on uh, 
tonight. So, yeah, and, and with, with, with the pay-per-views are concerned, I, I really hope that the WWE uh, really cut. I mean, they're, they're, I think it came up to like nine, um, nine pay-per-views. Uh, 19, excuse me, like 19 pay-per-views um, uh, that was that happened this year. And then, uh, you know, the unfortunate part is just how many of those pay-per-views actually meant anything. That's that's the that's the crazy part. Uh, maybe two out of the 19 pay-per-views that was I have to really count them, but I, I, I thought it was 19 um, out of those. I think only. Um, what like probably probably two or three actually meant something. Uh, so that was really really interesting. So we're gonna have two hosts uh, coming on tonight. So uh, uh, one of them are, are trying to uh, come on the line live, but uh, we will uh, we'll make sure that uh, we'll we'll make this happen um, and and make it work. So we are going to uh, have two guests. On the show uh, tonight, and we're going to uh, have some fun um, uh, tonight. And uh, as we as we wait for uh, the guests uh, to 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 call uh, to answer the phone, uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk about some uh, to talk about some wrestling here. Um, I I I think the interesting part. Um, about about pro wrestling uh, it, nowadays is and, I, and I've wrote and I've written this uh, I've, I've, I've written about this um, here uh, recently with a recent uh, uh, article that I wrote that with with the WWE Network uh, it, it, it it's good for 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 the old school fans it's good you know for um, uh, you know, people to, to, to really catch up. Um, and, you know, for some reason, um, the, the problem, the, 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 the problem with that is that it, 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 it kind of leaves, you know, the, the, the old school fans kind of clamoring for more watching the network. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really, it's really unfortunate, but we, we got, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to uh, try this again with the with the with the guest host trying to trying trying to uh, trying to get on the line here. Um, so yeah, let's try it. Let's try it one more time as we as we get uh, our, our our co-host on the line um, um, right now, and uh, we got a co-host right and another co-host in the queue right now. Um, so we are going to. Uh, Go ahead and uh, and have some fun here. Now, if we can't get the uh, one co-host on, it's okay. We'll make it work. Uh, but we'll certainly bring the uh, co-host uh, that's currently in the queue uh, right now. Um, so yeah, we're, we'll we'll, um, <clears throat> we'll we'll make it work. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, let's uh, introduce uh, one of the co-hosts for tonight. Hopefully, uh, the other one comes on. But it's it's, it's totally. Totally fine. Uh, actually, I just got another another message. So let's try let's try it one more time. We are live and in living Culligan, funky like a monkey, if you will. Let's let's try this out. Uh, sound <laughs> uh, people in the queue. Uh, let's see if we can 
see if we can make this work and uh, and have uh, both co-hosts on tonight and have some fun with the Pancakes and Power yeah, Slam show. Here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, live on uh, on the air right now from uh, Under the Mat Radio, none other than Evan Prout and uh, former uh, affiliate with the show and uh, in, indie reporter, uh, Mr. Shin Blade. How are the both of you tonight? Doing well. Doing good. Glad to be on the show. Yes, we're here. Shin, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Awesome, awesome. How's both, how's both of you doing tonight? They're doing well. Awesome. Um, I'm okay. I just um, just busy as always though. But glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to have the both of you tonight. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the headlines. Here we go. So the American Nightmare is what he calls himself now. Um, Cody Rhodes joins the Bullet Club. Let's start with Evan. What are your thoughts on that? I'm. Uh, you said about this earlier on my show. I'm, I'm happy for Cody Rhodes. Um, the best thing he can do since leaving WWE, um, adding a little more flavor to the New Japan area with uh, Frankie Omega being there. He needed, you know, a little more star power to kind of add to that lore, and with Russell Kingdom coming up in January, that definitely should help sell seats, so I'm happy for him. I'm mostly happy to see that mask, if I'm right, I did see the return of that, that plastic mask he used to use in WWE in that vignette, so um, I'm, I'm happy for Cody. He definitely, uh, yeah. he can use that new character. Shen, are you uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on Cody and the Bullet Club? Um, you know, just like what uh, Tech said, uh, thumbs up um, because you know it really it was nobody in the Bullet Club except for Kenny Omega and the Bucks and then after that it's just like everybody else and the gorilla, the Gorillas of Destiny um, if I got that right with uh, Tangaloa mm-hmm. and um, uh, I forget Tomatanga. the other guy's name huh? Tomatanga yeah Tomatanga so mm-hmm. um, it didn't plus the reports that Adam Cole is leaving which, you know, that spread around. So that kind of spoiled the final battle match that happened uh, a couple weeks ago with him and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I, I've talked to Cody a couple times. We have met uh, while I'm in New York and New Jersey. Uh, we didn't talk about this, though, but I just congratulated him over the weekend when I saw him uh, at Evolve Wrestling last Saturday in Queens. Um, but he, he's been doing a lot. You know, going out to the the Indies, he's like the, like one of the greatest things ever to happen. And uh, Tech and I from Under the Mat Radio, we used to make a list of guys who wrestled for WWE that have extreme successes or great successes outside of uh, being released or being fired or whatever have you. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, you can actually add Cody to that list, like John Morrison and. Um, you know, many others like that. So, you yeah. know, he's doing great. Especially, um, I was DC there in North Carolina when he won the Next Gen Championship from uh, Sanjay Dutt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, GFW. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reported that on Sports Kita. Uh, that was his first uh, title he's won since leaving the WWE in May. So, the, very, very interesting. Um, you know, and just to I'm, ask you uh, from. Yeah. from Inside sources I was getting to mention this earlier, if y'all you guys don't know, 
is that uh, the great late Dusty Rose, before he passed away, he actually told Cody a year ago to leave WWE. Mm-hmm. So yep. he actually informed Cody uh, to leave WWE over a year ago. And around that time, if you remember, there was some rumblings then that Cody wasn't really happy and, and he was just pretty much going through the motion. So, yes. yeah, just want, you know, he hates yeah. it when you can see without him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They, um... I mean, the Stardust character never really took off. I mean, it was just a surprise when he debuted the character. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, a, a couple of rumblings here and there, like what he was doing. And then, you know, he had the uh, feud with Stephen Amell, which uh, got over with fans. But I think it didn't get over with management, if I'm correctly. Then he just laid in limbo mm-hmm. for, like, uh, the rest of his tenure. Yeah. This is what Cody Rhodes wants to do with the Stardust character in WWE. Next, we have. Uh, uh, do, we do you, people... Does anybody feel like doing that when they're on Facebook and you know somebody's wrong <laughs> and you know they come at them wrong and just want to have that feeling of delete by Matt Hardy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that uh, happens uh, that, that makes me want to use that delete soundbite. Um, <laughs> I actually used it uh, in my. I have a weekly raw review. And uh, I, I didn't use the sound, but I actually did delete. Uh, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a Ohio born and bred. Evan knows that. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's, and it's, I, I did the delete sign because uh, we have a we have a bitter rivalry with Clemson. You know, 1978 was uh, the best coach in Ohio State history, Woody Hayes. Uh, it was his last year in Ohio State. Uh, we lost the bowl game to Clemson. Uh, and and we lost the bowl game in 2013 in Clemson, so we went to delete delete the Tigers uh, <laughs> on the way to the uh, college football playoff national championship. So that was uh, a very appropriate um, way to use that. Uh, Tigre yes. Uno and Tribunal uh, gone from TNA. Um, I talked to wow. Abyss uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, Shin, you know, let me know your thoughts on just the you know more more talent leaving TNA and just where they're at in your eyes right now. Well, before we get to that subject, you talk about deleting in Ohio state. First of all, I want to de- delete, uh, what's his name? Elliot from the Cowboys for walking around with his abs out all the time, especially <laughs> oh, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's with his, uh, the that's draft. His... He had the suit on and the abs out. Yeah. yeah I want to, you know, <laughs> but he's doing great. So, um, <laughs> sorry about that. He's number um, one in the MVP list right now. I can't stand Dallas, but I'm a big Zeke fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, Tech says the same thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing about TNA um, is TNA right now, what it used to be a couple weeks ago, reminded me of an ugly divorce battle between uh, Dixie Carter and uh, uh, Billy Corgan from Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkins. You know, owing money and this and that, and I, I don't know what I, I don't really have feelings for TNA like that, except for the fact that uh, we all know wrestlers who are in TNA and we want them to continue right. to work. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my my good friend uh, Rockstar Spud, you know, who's uh, who's who's a little you know what sometimes. Um, 
I, you know, the Tribunal, they had more success than they did in TNA than they did NXT when it was uh, Sylvester LaFort and Marcus Louie, who, mm-hmm. uh, if you both remember, Marcus Louie was trying to be like Kane Jr. with his shaved mm-hmm. head and ugly looks. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> really, I, I I don't know. I mean, Tigre Uno, I haven't seen him in a month, so, you know, best of luck um, in his future. Um, Tribunal was a shock to me. They were uh they had some kind of crazy storyline with Al Snow. Yeah. But um I just wish for the best. I mean, I know now we're gonna see him in the independence. Uh, I don't know if the uh the tribunal had a green card, so uh, I, yeah, I just don't know. The, the the reports that are going around uh, are uh, TNA just couldn't afford their travel anymore. So oh. uh, uh I think LaFort was coming, uh well um <clears throat> what uh, what's his name now? Uh, um, I forgot what the, it starts with a B. Um, Baron Dax. As far as, yeah, Baron Dax. Yeah, and he was coming <laughs> from Canada, uh, and then um, Louise. I, I don't remember his name from Tribunal now, um, but he was coming from France. So uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that they just couldn't pay um, for their for their uh, their travel anymore, and so they, of course you know. Um, that they're uh, well, Baron Dax was Louis, and then Basil Baraka. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, was, that was that was who Little Fort was. Um, and so they just couldn't. He, he was coming from Canada, and Dax was coming from France, and then so so basically they couldn't pay for their travel, and then because of that, you know, they had to cut costs. Of course, you know, with the Anthem deal, you know, there's reports that they're only you know doing three or four tapings for the entire year, so they have okay. to do you know a massive yeah a massive. Um, uh, uh, deduction and, and costs. So, you know, it, the tribunal was, they weren't over enough, you know, for TNA to keep them. They could have been, uh, but they, they, they just weren't. Uh, Tech, what are your thoughts on that? It, it's just uh, basically what uh, Shimblade and what you said, Southern Snow and I agree. It, it's, it's the writing on the wall. Uh, TNA has at least nine plus lives. Um, it's, uh, that, that, it's like that boss. It's like that boss in the video games when you just think he's dead. He just life just keeps recharging. It is, uh, and like I said, we, we had friends in TNA that that mm-hmm. I just talked to uh, uh, on there, personally from TNA, former WWE superstar, yesterday Saxon, and you know we got friends in since that works for TNA, and we all we want them to do is be prosperous and. You got all these fans over here, the IWC, it was TNA died. Like, okay, you wish WCW died too, and ECW, you got what you wanted, and now you're still suffering. Yeah, so, it's, it's um, even worse. It's, yeah. Right. It's, 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 it's just sad. It's, it's like I said before, it's the writers on the wall. Uh, when you pay attention to your social media, to to, the, to Twitter, to Facebook, I was about to say MySpace. Um, oh God! <laughs> when you see a lot of the talent, you can listen to uh, put DNA music on uh, on MySpace. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. It is when you start seeing your talent and the boys, and no offense to some of the girls, when you start seeing them starting to promote themselves. Hey, book yeah. me here, book me there, and they're doing all these right. other indie shows. Not saying that our indie guys are global force aren't doing it, but when you really start seeing that last year. And then with me knowing too that uh, TNA, anybody listening don't know, Dixie Carter has really been was funding TNA the past couple of years on her own money. Her parents has not funded TNA for the past three years, so yeah, mm-hmm. 
thirteen. They've been running off of the residual income off of the Carter name. And that's it's true. Yeah, and, and the sad is that there's so much talent there, and uh, hopefully my next kid, he won't be gone. And, and like you said, if TNA is gone, then you have that library, and, and you know, talks to WWE, purchase that library, and it's like, okay, TNA's now gone, so there's one less place for you to work. TNA still yeah. had national TV, so what other wrestling promotions besides E has national TV, but ROH, well, you also got to reach your underground. So it's just... I want TNA to prosper. I get mad when I see some of these fans crap on TNA. It's like they crap on other promotions. Like, well, TNA is, is the reason. Let's remember that they started before this whole women division and women revolution, whatever you want to call it, WWE. TNA did that years before. Mm-hmm. TNA may have been at pay per views. They may have been at, may an impact with Gail Kim, with Kong, with mm-hmm. the other ones. They they started the resurgence of Beautiful the tag people. division. Yeah, the beautiful people, right. They started the tag team resurgence when it was America's Most Wanted and when you had Barry Money and you had Lord City oh, yeah. Machine Guns. The and Naturals. The, the Naturals, right. That tag division was great. And WWE, that tag division was was was, 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 was four. Right. So got to give TNA some kind of credit. It wasn't all crappy. They came a long way from when you had them weekly pay-per-views with the stripper on the little keys. Remember that? And oh, God. The, 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 little, oh. the little connected ramp. Oh, but uh, I, I just, uh, sorry for the song. That, that, that was Russo, a little too much. That was Russo 100% right there. Well, yeah, 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 blame Russo. <laughs> and even before Russo, you know, the t- Terry Taylor and Dutchie Mantel and But, uh. Hopefully TNA isn't out of business, but if so, it's uh. I, I, I just think I just think personally, not to cut cut Evan off. I just think personally that um, you know, us fans of wrestling, and I bring two points. You know, uh, Evan and I said always that we watched TNA and we loved the product up until like January 2010 when Hogan and friends stepped in. Ten. That was ten. Ten. <laughs> that was the same night that was where. The worst. Um, that was the same night when TNA tried to go head-to-head with WWE on oh, Monday, wow. where Hogan stepped in and came back and with his yeah. little friends. Hogan and then and friends. Uh, the same night, it was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels making oh, Michaels, amends yeah. after 13 years. Mm-hmm. So, so and, you know, it was like, which one are you going to watch? And, and, that, and, that, and that TNA, that, that, TNA that, that opening segment was was strictly – the blueprint of exactly how raw, no, I'm saying not raw, exactly mm-hmm. how Nitro was in 1997. You had your, you had your uh, revamped NWO, the band, whatever you call them. You had Hogan oh, in, in his bad knees. You had Bischoff <laughs> in the same leather coat. And Bischoff was a friend of mine, so I've I told him this before he laughed. Bischoff's oh, so leather coat, yeah, Bischoff and, and uh, uh, John Walsh, the same leather coat for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. You had Hogan in his bad knees. You had Nash and Hall. And you end the segment with Sting up on the rafters, which that wasn't even the rafters. You got a small arena, and Sting is on like the third floor, looking Hardy came down. Back that night too, right? Yeah, 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 right. And Jeff Hardy came back. So, yeah. I mean, granted, it, it, people are watching. They did it, but it created buzz. Mm-hmm. It, 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 people once again like, oh my gosh, TNA. Granted, you're not going to beat WWE at that time. And just think about it, WWE had to realize what was going on because he ironically decided to have 
Michael's and uh and, and Michael's and, and Brett have did a repent session and they repented and right here in the fellowship we got <laughs> back together and oh, wow. cries and everything was fine. I mean mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of the truth. They they and it was WWE set that segment up to throttle and go against TNA segment because you know if they started Raw off with the same old uh, Triple H talking and 35 minute monologues that they do today, TNA would have had the upper hand for their quarter. Well, um, there was also another point that you just helped me bring up before I said my second point. Number one, Twitter has no chill, like period. Like if they don't like something, they're gonna they're gonna crap all over it. It's gonna be like. Mm-hmm. Ruthless. Spraying a septic tank all I mean, spraying a septic tank hose all over everything. So, yeah. you know, that's why I get so disgusted when they say TNA die. It sucks. And it's just like, okay, well, you like seeing these guys in indies and you wear the shirts and you be doing the chance when they come around your town. So why are you going right. to say they die? Like, they, they need that money. Um, mm-hmm. one, of our, one of our best friends is uh, Moose. And, you know, the one thing that I I had uh, realized that when he went to TNA from Ring of Honor, that he started talking. You know, he mm-hmm. never he never really talked in uh, Ring of Honor. But also what Evan was going by that WWE watching over TNA um, was, remember the final, the, what was it, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy with the deletion match? And then, like, the next week, the Wyatts did it. Yeah, the compound match with the New Day, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. act like that the deletion uh, never happened, but they did it next week with the New Day, and, uh, you know, pe- people clearly saw that it was a ripoff. Yeah, they had a show in North Carolina, um, and there are reports that actually WWE talent was watching the actual match go, go on uh, because they were, I think they were in town at that time. So, yeah, I'm you know, I've always – for for most of the the fourteen and a half years that TNA has been in existence, I've been an apologist uh, and, and a defender, you know, for TNA. Um, but you know, I just I've been just so disappointed, not necessarily with the talent because the talent is, you know, they still have good talent. You know, I'm not. I've always been a big Eddie Edwards fan. I'm not too big on him being champ because I don't think there was a proper build for it. But I'm I'm I'm. I've always been an Eddie Edwards fan. Uh, yeah, he gave me crap uh, like the last two weeks ago uh, for um, the Michael Rappaport interview. He was telling me like, "Yeah, you uh, tell him not to talk about the Patriots." I'm like, "Dude, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. Like, we don't like Patriots either." <laughs> right. right. Yeah, we hate. We hate. We hate the Patriots. We we, we just like the Steelers. We yeah. just like the Steelers, and we hate the Patriots. I, I, I don't like the Steelers or the Patriots, so I'm a Titans. Do you not fan. like them? Or do you hate them? You're what? I, I, <clears throat> Titans. I, I like the Titans. Oh, okay. Oh well, hey, hey, you, you, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know you you're in, you're in a crappy division. You're on Andrew Luck in the offensive line, and you got the Texans and and that that crappy quarterback hey, that he overpaid for. I'll take yeah, I'll year. take Ray Oldis. We've had two and three weeks. Three, we have two and three win seasons the past few years. So, yes, uh, uh, we're seven and six now. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I give you that. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. Goodness. I I give you that. You you and you in a bad division. You know, hopefully I'm I'm rooting for you guys. I always I always like the Titans. Uh, even back with Eddie George before Ray Lewis placed oh, yeah. him in the mouth and made him quit. So oh, you know, hopefully y'all win the division <laughs> and hopefully yeah. y'all don't have to come here. Or, or, or come uh, <laughs> come here or, or go to uh, 
uh, you know, well, y'all win the division and y'all have a home game. So yeah, well, I had to deal with game. Oakland or Oakland or, or the Broncos. Nah. So, um, well, we you know, honestly, uh, Chris, um, you, you're an apologist for TNA just like I've been trying to be an apologist for hip-hop the last five years. You know, it's just it's just not working. Like now we got these it little little boy mumble rappers, and <laughs> I, I slam my head into a desk every time somebody says that this is real music. You know, when they ain't saying nothing. So what's that little yacht dude? What's his name? Little yacht, little yacht. Oh god, he needs to. Uh, I don't I don't wish death on nobody, but I, I want to blow him away because he's like the worst rapper <laughs> sorry, ever. Sorry for the song. We're not not sure if he into the hip hop game, but shout out to J Cole. <laughs> Shout out to Kendrick Lamar, still doing good music. It is, it, 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 hip hop music, Southern is like wrestling in '94 or '95, oh. the horrible years. Yeah, it was like the, the very one of you. If that's the case, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. gracefully climb. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. One or two did take the V's. One or two people that sold, and and that's about it. The rest of the uh, yeah. yeah. I think you bring, I think Shannon, you bring a good point up. Um, just being an apologist for TNA, I, I I have been. You know, I'm a big fan of Eli Drake. You know, he's been on my show before, and uh, he is you know, hilarious. He he is. You know, he, the dummy he, button. He, yeah. Dummy, dummy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't I, stop laughing. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I can't stop laughing when he does that on. On TV, it gets to the point where I start YouTubing him doing that, and I just crack yeah. myself up. Yeah. Dummy. <laughs> Dummy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, get on with the show. <laughs> He's one of the best characters in, in the <clears throat> wrestling period, you know, and I, I just, it, it's just, it's it's damaged goods to me, you know, TNA as a brand, not, not, not the talent, but as a brand, it's just, you know, it's one of those people, sometimes, you know, you have things that, you know, have nine lives, either they thrive or they have nine lives. You're like, just go away already. Just retire. Just, you know, just be put to sleep. It's, it's, TNA, it's like, you know, with I know. TNA, I think it's like that. I think it's just like, uh, you know, I, I'm not a TNA die person because I'm a big fan of competition. I'm, you know, I, yeah. I go back to the Monday Night Wars and just uh, the best WWE product to me. I, I was a big, I was a bigger fan of Ruthless Aggression, but you can tell within the creative staff that the Monday Night Wars was some of the most intensely, cre- you know, creative work. And because they had the competition, because they were jockeying for position in that number one rating, you can tell that there was, you know, they, they, they put everything into booking. Now it's like <laughs> you have Jacob, you, I mean, you have uh, James Ellsworth, you know, I know that he's an indie guy, you know, y'all, you know, respect yeah, Ellsworth, but, yeah. you know, I, leading main eventing SmackDown and then, Having a number one, having a title match, and then, and then, and then mm-hmm. having a cold, you you lose your you lose your number one contendership because you have a cold, and uh, that that just to me that so I guess Austin explains. So I, I guess Austin, I guess Austin couldn't uh, go after the title, the Oscar title that time overall when he had the, um, the neck injury when he had the knee yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. It shows how tough James Ellsworth is because cause I, I was just speaking with this one of my correspondents uh, privately, and I think I even told you this other song, is how great it was when the NWO came back. 
and how they beat the crap out the rock. And they ran them over with the semi-truck. Yeah. This is basically real-world terms, vehicular manslaughter, assault, right. battery, all of that. And the rock yeah. miraculously came back in two weeks with, with tape ribs like DDP. Mm-hmm. The yeah, next yeah, week. Those, those tape ribs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah somehow yeah. Ellsworth, you know, he's he's the number one contender for the, 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 the top it, title. It, but he has a cold, and I just that's just ridiculous. It, it all go it all goes to this, and I can tell you legitimately from from the horse from some of the horses' mouths within buddies within WWE and his clothes. A lot of people who don't like that Ellsworth is there. He has a lot of heat. He has a switch because Vince thinks it's hilarious. He has no chin, and Ellsworth has been selling merchandise. He's been using him a lot off camera. Yeah, I can speak because I've known the man for five to six years, even before I started my show and my company, and I knew how much he loved the business. And I've been on the road with him, so he's getting a push because Vince thinks it's funny. He has no chin. He looks weird compared to the WWE world. But like you said, how they're booking him is just really a cold. I'm so darn tired of a super kick, Featherstone. You know, and she know, yeah. you know, I have a thing yeah. where. I have a game where it's, I actually sadly up every indie show I go to, every WWE show, Ring of Honor, how many super kicks do you see doing this show? I, I don't like that either. Um, it's just that um, I was at Tier 1 Wrestling in Queens, New York, and um, and, and I know uh, uh, Tech, even though even though his name is Evan, I keep calling him Tech. Um no, it's okay. There was a there was a four way match uh, for for a, for a spot for the tier one uh, championship, and it was like four guys in the ring at the same time doing super kicks to each other simultaneously. Like two guys do super kicks to each other, then the other two guys do super kicks to each other, and then all four cross and do super kicks to each other. Yeah. And it's just like, well, remember back in '93 when like Shawn Michaels and Stan Lane had it? Yeah, and just one when super they, kick. It was like one, and it put you out for the match. And yeah. then now it's like uh, the Young Bucks are doing it, and it's so hilarious. Mm. Well, first of all, Stan Lane was the ugliest Savat kick in history. Uh, Michael, <laughs> That's exactly we, what we all was know it was. Savat kick. <laughs> 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 we are, and Michael was only a sweet to 95. It was just, oh, that, oh, oh, it's that kick. It's, the, 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 the swinging rushing kick is growing on screen. Every week he had a different name. Oh, you said crushing yeah. kick. Yeah, yeah crescent kick, kick survive yeah, kick. I was like, what is that? Survive kick. Yeah. Survive kick. Mafia kick. Mafia kick. Wait, Shout wait, out to the kick. Mafia kick the, uh, that was the big boot that... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that was Ming. That was, yeah, that was that, that, was, no, no, yeah. that was Masahiro Chono. Yeah. Chono, yeah. Yeah, 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 Chono. Yeah, Chono. Used and his uh, mullet. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was Chono. But you know, here's here's so here's what I think about you. You, you know what, you know, Tech and, 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 and Chen, you know what happens... When you know people use super kicks successfully uh, in 2016, do you, do you do you know what happens when when that happens? You just made the list. Pretty much. <laughs> so let's uh, we're running out of time. Let's uh, Chris Hero to WWE and he shoots the rumors down via Twitter. We'll let you uh, start on this, uh, Shin. Um, Chris, again, another talent I saw in um, Evolve Wrestling. In Queens, and I and I known Chris Hero since August when we met in Brooklyn. Um, you know, honestly, I don't believe it. Uh, we'll believe it when he see when we see it because he made a cryptic message uh, after wrestling Dick Togo. And when I heard the reports afterwards, I said, "Well, no wonder." Because again, we all know that 
when somebody goes to WWE, they always make some kind of funny message. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, thank you very much for your time, or, you know, I got I got b- b- bigger business to handle, so... Yeah, Roderick Strong did that. I, I, I don't... For the big boys play. I I, I, <laughs> I I don't uh, I don't know and I'm gonna wait till I see it. But honestly, Chris Hero, don't take this the wrong way, but Chris Hero is a good uh, acquaintance of mine. But I don't think the WWE is gonna take him with his stomach. No, that was the reason exactly. why he left. <clears throat> yeah, they yeah, because he wasn't work. They said he wasn't working out or something. Yeah, yeah, and he's in worse shape than he did when he left. Fifty pounds earlier, minus the gully. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But good yeah. lord, I saw him at a show. I, I, I know women currently that are eight to nine months pregnant, and their stomach don't even look like his. <laughs> but hero, and, and listen, hero, he was he was so thin for for a good portion of his wrestling career, and he just it blew up. Well, somebody said he had a thyroid problem, which I could possibly believe, but he. He was yeah. thin when I when I uh, when I was watching NXT back in '12, when I was the few people that was watching NXT, when he was taking on uh, Richie Steamboat, he was he was very thin, and I thought he had something going on. NXT, and I thought he and um, Cesaro was going to get back together as the mm-hmm. kings of wrestling. They just released him. And next you know, um, when I was with Tech at the time, he showed me a picture. No, he showed me a movie of him and uh, good old friend JT Dunn. Giving somebody elbowing somebody to death, and Chris Hero had a stomach like, you know, one of our aunts. <laughs> That's a big thing. The hillbilly stomach. It's like that. That relax your back stomach from deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Y'all know, no, oh, we all remember those, those C-fat guys from deliverance in that swamp. I call them the relax, relax your back man. That stomach wasn't as big. And actually, Hero Hero is a talent. Uh, I met him a few times. Cool guy. I, I have seen him personally snuff fans, but that's none of my business. I've seen it, but I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. Um, no, I don't either. Is, is, <laughs> I, I don't he's either. one of my. Uh, I tell you one thing. The thing that popped for me was he's one of my my uh, my good associates because he come from the zip code of one hundred three hundred four. If anybody uh, in hip hop gets that, hmm. but you know Featherstone doesn't—he—he's not in the hip hop lore. It's nineteen ninety-three oh, no. for him, so he oh, has to—he yeah. yeah. went to SummerSlam '94. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everything. Wait, 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 wait. '94 like was better than '95. SummerSlam. Well, that's that's debatable. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll. Oh, 90, 94 was horrible. '95 was Mabel and Nash. Ninety. But not but but okay for for okay ninety four may have been bad and ninety five was Mabel and Nash ninety four SummerSlam was better but Starcade ninety five was better because Starcade ninety four had Hogan against Bird Eye. Oh uh, yeah, he was the butcher. Yeah. And uh, WC, um, WWE had to put a uh, <laughs> he had to put a gag order on a lot of those talent you know for using names that sound familiar to their talent yeah. to what they had. We we we've been we've been in many debates with this of of of. Just, just real quick, the the debate of what year was worse, and that that, that ninety three was all that better. But it was between ninety four and ninety five. What year was worse? Both years, historically, financially, was bad for wrestling. Nobody sold. It was just a bad year. 
So yeah, um, ninety five was worse. Ninety four was okay. I mean, ninety four. I was a big Undertaker versus Undertaker fan. You know, in ninety four, uh, Brett and Owen was the was the WWE yeah. championship match, and that was like a half an hour. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think ninety five with Mabel and Nash, you know, that was that was all bad, but. Uh, real quick, uh, so uh, nearly 70% of uh, the uh, WWE Network accounts have been canceled since its inception. Uh, it, it was almost, it was about four and a half now. Uh, it's about uh, a little over one and a half. I wrote an article about this on Sportskeeda, and, and just, we'll start with Evan about this, just as far as, hmm. so basically what this, this what basically what this says is that people initially buy the network they're not interested, and so they they cancel. So I mean, what can they do to make people stick with the network? Oh, well, it is one theory I have on this, which I'm pretty sure none of y'all may think about. But coming from a as being a, legit, a legitimately professional certified technician and computer, it's, it's it's the trick. You sign up as a name, get your free month, oh. delete it. And then you sign up with someone else. And you get another month for free. What, what do you do with it? Little little trick. What you do is the same thing you do with Netflix. No, you said, a, you said you you get a name, and then what do you do after that? Right. What you do is this: you sign up, you get delete. your month for free, delete. and then you delete it. Delete. Delete. Yeah, wow. you, you you sign up for a month. You put in you know you put in a card number. You put in an email. You verify. You get your month for free, and then once your month is over, you delete that account and you put in another card and you put in another email. And yeah. the system is going to recognize you as a different person. They're going to recognize you by your card. Kids don't try this. Wow, that's one way to keep getting it getting a month for free, not paying. But next question is. What they don't they don't promote it as enough. Pro- promoting it on the show, nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine. The price is good for the content you get. I think the problem is this. Because the network came out a little too late, because you have the, the era of torrents. You have mm-hmm. the era where you could download stuff. You have YouTube. You can get things unedited. People like us that have tons of DVDs and VHS tapes. For us, the network is good, but we have most of that stuff already. We have yeah. unedited stuff. You watch the Clash of the Champions 1 or the WrestleMania 10, and music don't even sound the same. People miles and moving no. on are coming out. It's additive. What in the world is this? I can't stand it, it, that. <laughs> yes, I, see that that is, I hate that one. Especially uh, DDP's music. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and, they did that with Vader's, too. Oh, Vader had um, the best theme music. Yes. The, 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 yes. Yes. He had also it, it is and and, and and to make it worse, Dean and I forget I was watching Russell one ninety one on the network and I have the unedited version here at my house. Mm-hmm. Russell one ninety one, Dean already had Tinder music as it is. Mm-hmm. And the music that they replaced it with was even worse. It was some extra yeah. music. It's bad. You ever but, watch? Uh, you ever watch uh, the WWE before the network? It was like WWE on demand. 20, yes, twenty four uh, seven. Yeah. Yeah, and and they would have this ridiculous bang bang music for for Cactus Jack. Oh and gosh, it was, it was horrible. 
And I was like, what is going on? This stuff is not the Cactus Jack music. What in the world is going on? Like, back in the early 90s is when they came out with that CD that had the best music Flame in the world. You had, you had Steiner Line, you had a Man Called Thing, which is one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, Don't mess with Ron Simmons. Yes, yes. The yeah, Ron Simmons. Yeah, Slam Jam. A little hippity hop song. Yeah, yep. he had the white, he had the woman singing out the Rick Rude song. Remember that? Yes. yes oh yeah. Yes. And um, here's Evan and I's favorite. Wow. I don't know if it's on the same CD, but we like this song. And then they made a music video for this, and it was Too Cold Scorpio. Oh yeah. Yes. With the kids <laughs> playing basketball. He's a fan of that, by the way. He is a fan. Yes. He was. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's a fan of the the thing. Uh, he's a fan of the video. Uh, shout out to, to the the lesser ones, and I've told Paul on this before, and he just smiled and uh, gave me a firm uh, grab on my shoulder. Is uh, the Mr. Wonderful um, theme? Wonderful. Yeah. Oh goodness. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh Jam. I, you know what? I'm going to download Slam Jam and listen to it just because of this. Actually, you have a copy as it is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, have, I have that. I need to get uh, that. I, my my copy broke. <laughs> Actually. And uh, uh, Echo get it another way. So thank you, on my <laughs> always, always right there. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get that because um, I, honestly, I thought uh, the "Don't Mess with Ron Simmons" uh, theme song it sounded like a weak version of "Naughty by Nature." <laughs> speaking of theme music, real quick, and, and I'll answer the question about the network. Uh, speaking of theme music, further down the year, the, the political power question: Since Linda McMahon is a part of the cabinet of Trump. Oh, Does that mean when she comes out, she wants to use that same WrestleMania theme music? Yeah. She will use it. Yes. It. She will. <laughs> she will. She, she will. Uh, she will use the same WrestleMania music from '96 and not <laughs> take uh, superstars' finishing maneuvers like the Stone Cold Stunner 2005. Uh, yeah, the Matt uh, or, or or the Linda Slap. So no mercy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's just the audio. It's not the part with with Bret Hart trying to sing. No, there was a oh, oh okay. savage. Let me say well, it. Uh... Well, to counter Evan, I have the uh, WWF Superstar CD that came out in 1992 and 93, mm-hmm. with uh, Simon Cowell produced it. Oh wow! And they had the. And I was in MCW, uh, like the last show they had where they had Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They didn't play his WWF theme. They played that theme from that record, and everybody in the arena was confused to see who was coming out. Wow. Uh, I, like, I, I uh, had, <laughs> to, to, to this day, I, and, and I'm, I, I don't, I, I still, even me, I can't find this. On cassette tape, I actually had the ECW uh uh, theme music CD, mm-hmm. and it had Sable's theme, Tommy Dreamers. Sable had some like long, like eighty-minute theme song. Oh god! Instrumental. It, it, this was wow. in ninety-eight, ninety-seven. I had the cassette tape. We got damaged, but uh, with the network, I feel like this. Okay. You use the network to your to your advantage. Remember how Nitro used to go off? Nitro never ended. Nitro continued. Oh, we got to go. Oh, you know, Steve right. Right. right, we got to go. You know, Savage like, getting, no, not like this. Right, Savage is getting beat up like the 80th time. You've been doing that finishing move. Oh, yeah. 
right. Nitro never ended. It just, it is, it continued. And with the network, bring people in. You get all these people. And they want to do with the big show. Two years survival series. They brought Sting in. Oh, everybody subscribe. Gotta get Sting. They did it this year with Goldberg and Brock or SummerSlam, Brock and Orton or whatever. The original content, I actually do, I do like it. But I feel they need to promote more of it, make it original. Have Raw and Raw don't end. Have more things like you gotta see what happens after this. Go to the network, subscribe. Right. Do something different. Look at what. Look at what. all sports fans. I said this before in another show. Look at what the NFL Network does. Their original content. You watch what they do. It's so much stuff. Major League Baseball Network. They have all the sports things. Major League Baseball is great at. And I'm a big baseball fan. They do great at uh, original content. Some with the 1990 Cincinnati Reds, the Bad Boys, and interviews and stuff. And uh, you know, uh, even even um, NBA NBA Network learn from them. Have original content. Have more live programming. Mm-hmm. It, it's just sad because, like you said, so many people <clears throat> they had the network. It is just subscribe because it's like, what do you watch? I can watch yeah. OECW, WCW. Added stuff, crappy music. It's like old kung fu theater. Mouse not moving. So edited. <laughs> right. Or yeah, and you have original content. Original content. I, I honestly feel they don't promote it enough. They promote these yeah. four kid cartoon that suck. The the bedtime stories, whatever it is. Who cares about that? No one wants to see cartoons. Uh, actually, I like I like story time. I I, I think it's a bit funny. Um. And then the uh, Camp WWE, I thought it was I thought it was a little funny myself, but they had to change it so many times because CM yeah. Punk was on it, the original cut, right. and then they had to they had uh-huh. to erase delete him off oh, wow. of it. Delete so yeah, because you know he yeah. left. And... We've got like uh, we got like ten minutes. So I want to squeeze everything. Okay, in. but real okay. quick, um, um, with the with the WWE Network, I think people got problems that they can't afford ten dollars a month. Um, I, really? I'm just gonna put it out there. I I have the network. I've been having it for ever since its inception, and mm-hmm. I'm a and as an internal diehard wrestling fan, I do watch the content. I like watching 205. I like watching the cruiserweight tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just see a lot of people, not the poor, not the lower poor people, um, mi- middle middle people, who buy like three five belts and carry them to the to the arena to every raw show and they travel up and down the road to stalk uh WWE wrestlers at airports and evan and i know about three or four of them uh you know it, going back and forth we're not gonna call their names out but if you can't afford ten dollars a month let alone netflix also and you do all this stuff then i think you got a problem yeah yeah good point uh real quick um Aurel gets up in a fight in Mexico, said he was, you know, <clears throat> defending Paige, don't touch my girl, so there's not much to say about that. Real quick, uh, <laughs> let's start with Shen. What's your Raw and SmackDown uh, live review uh, about the 30, 45 seconds? Um, Raw, I, you know, I don't have anything to bring home from Raw and SmackDown. Like, we already said it, Ellsworth is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched SmackDown because I was, I was busy doing something else. Um, it's just nothing. I'm... Uh, New Day surpassed demolition because of that uh, that lawsuit that's coming out. Right. Yeah. Evan. Explain the lawsuit. Well, we can talk about it off air. Um, at the end of the day, Raw just 
same old stuff. Foley looks dirty and needs to wash up. Sami Zayn is come on now. It, it, Raw is just too long. It's it's it, it's like a chore watching. We understand it. Uh, Raw needs to end with more highlights and with a match tied it ending with the Divas. Uh, SmackDown wasn't actually bad. This broke breaking news that Roddick got was injured on SmackDown. He's on crutches. Yep. Um, I was worse as number one, but I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I I actually enjoyed SmackDown a little more than Raw. Uh, most of my time, I didn't even watch my Ravens face the Patriots, but I did watch some of Raw. This seems long. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Raw. I I feel the same way. I have my Raw review, so I don't want to go too much into that because I've already you know buried Raw. Um, I'm oh, really? Real quick, I, I, real oh, quick. I, a a four man announced team. Are you kidding me? I, I, Are you serious? I that. Yeah, on SmackDown. Yeah, with Tom Phillips now. No, yeah. no, it, no. What I, what I was saying is, I agree with Evan, but Tom Phillips looked like he's sitting at the kids' table next to the adult. Yeah, this is the kiddie table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Around Tom Phillips, though. I like it. I like his NXT work. I just don't we think. We all do. Yeah, I don't think him at SmackDown fits at all. I mean, just like you said, I mean, a four-man announced team is ridiculous to me. I, 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 I'm Otunga's growing on me uh, from the color analyst role. Um, he still, he still's got you know some growing to do, but you know everybody had their start. You know, what I mean, so he, he's getting he's getting better. Uh, but you know, uh, SmackDown, like I said, the whole Ellsworth thing, it, it's just it's just rinse and repeat all the time in SmackDown. You know, like right now, like Ziggler won. He's the number one contender. Is he going to be champ? You know, I, I just don't see it. I just to see someone that there's th- – I mean, Ziggler is just the ultimate just, you know, throw-in person, throw-in jobber, you know, and it's really sad about that. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's get to the Flavor of the Week real quick. Uh, we got about five minutes, and I want to get to Roblox predictions as well. Um, it was the top five <clears throat> pay-per-views that should be eradicated for 17. Um Evan, I'll let you start. You can throw a couple in there as far as just pay-per-views who you think, you know, should just go away for 17. All of them but the, all of them but the big four. Hmm. Are these in your house pay-per-views, in your house fast link, in your house right. roadblock, in your house this, in your house that? Uh, shut your mouth. Stop it. There's no yeah. one watches it. Just give us the four big pay-per-views. Give us one big NXT Give us it, it went from twelve pay per views now to nineteen. 19 so just give yeah. us the big give us the big four, give us the NXT. You can do like maybe two more events because I feel wrestling needs like it was back in the day. Even back when it was when it went from the twelve uh pay per view format in ninety six mm-hmm. is you need more time to develop storylines and if you have more time to develop storylines, it's more to get, for us to get invested in. And make some matches more. You got one pay per view, and then the next thing you know, you got two shows. The the right uh, a quick pay per view. They want us to get invested to a match that's going to last ten minutes, and then we're going to watch it on pay per view, and then you're going to do the rematch next night on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So like, what's the point of watching it on Sunday? Yeah. Shannon, what are your thoughts on uh, some pay per views? I, I you know, I, I personally, I hate, I hate to sound like it, but I personally agree uh, with Tech about that because, um, except for the Big Four, <clears throat> I think maybe even one more, uh, WWE has been throwing names to the walls and making it stick, trying to see like what can entice fans, and Roadblock to me um, is not one of them. Neither is uh, Uzi. 
what was it, Knighted Champions or something, or Backlash, which actually Backlash was actually good. Yeah. But they keep throwing names and like, come watch uh, Armageddon, which we remember that was in December. Right. But now it's going to be. 11 for Internet. Yeah. Um, but here's my here's my. They, they had it for years after that. Yeah, they had it. They had it. Uh, yeah, they had it. Armageddon. Armageddon was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was the the end is yeah. uh, <laughs> the December. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, Jericho. Shout out to the rest of the roadblock, by the way. What a great guy he was. He got right by legal Saturday <laughs> night. He was over for five minutes. He was he was a big uh, glorified jobber, man. WCW Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, <clears throat> here's my top five real quick. Top uh, number five is TLC gimmick match. You know, yeah. respect the gimmick match. Yeah. You know, don't keep doing this every year. It's ridiculous. Uh, Battleground. Remember the years in 2014? Oh, with uh, Show and uh, Harper. Oh, um, or Show and uh, Eric Rowan rather. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before Battleground didn't have enough history to go, yeah. get, get it away. Uh, payback was number three for me. Um, again. Not enough history, just another filler. Number two, Hell in a Cell. Another yeah. gimmick pay-per-view that should have prestige to it, but it's being diluted so much because of the, uh, you know, every year. And the number one for me is, plus, is Roadblock and Roadblock into the line. Because Roadblock was earlier this year. Now they're having another Roadblock in the same year. That just goes to so show how diluted the pay-per-view is. It's, it's, so is it an unofficial sequel? Is it a reboot? It's, it's uh, something that he did, like, some pay-per-view you had to watch on the network, which right. everybody did have the network on a Saturday. Um, but now Triple it's like end of the line. I'm like, okay, what are, you, what are you trying to say? And then TLC, right. they, they throw every match. It's like, well, who's going to do TLC? Who's going to do chairs? Who's going to do ladders? Who's going to do uh, uh, tables? And it got it got so tiring. Hell in the Cell for me, I thought it would be like TNA Lockdown, like every match mm-hmm. in the Hell in the Cell, which maybe that'd be overkill. But yeah. it, it's just that when gimmick matches were given, it was a purpose in a feud. Not just to say, uh, well, Tech, I meet you in a chairs match next week since uh, I don't like the way you breathe or something. And yeah. it's just like, oh, no, ridiculous. it's like, you got to have, gotta have a announced on Twitter. <laughs> this this match announced on Twitter. Just, what in the world? That's ridiculous. All right, yeah. so we're, we're blending in real quick. Got a couple <clears throat> minutes. We're blending in our flavor of the week with the predictions. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so let's get to the uh, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Shin, who do you have? Uh, wow, I'm pretty jaded on this pay per view, so I'm gonna say uh, uh, Sami Zayn by interference. Ah, interesting. Uh, Tech, what do you got? I'm gonna be taking a nap doing this match. Braun Strowman's gonna win. To continue, uh, yeah, Strowman, Strowman. With Sammy Zane. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, Evan, who you have for the cruiserweight? Uh, Tender Rich Swan, uh, Baltimore brother, Lionel Richie, Saint Dancing Dude, Junkyard Dog <laughs> Dancing. Um, I got Junkyard Dog Dancing, Rich Swan. I, I can't stand the dancing, but I do love the all night long chants. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sha- Sasha or Charlotte, Chin? Um, I can care less about that match. They they they've been the only two in the room, women's revolution. Period. Like it's a failed uh, venture. But uh, yeah. I, I go with I go with Charlotte. I mean I, Charlotte. I mean I go with Sa- uh, Sasha. Excuse me. Sasha, cool. Who you got, Evan? Well, anime face Sasha Banks, who looks like an anime character. I gotta give it to Charlotte. Give it to Charlotte. Let the hill win and uh, you know keep making her daddy cry. 
I, I, I think I don't like the switch, but I think I think Charlotte because I think Flair is going to pull a ruse. Uh, Cass and Rusev, Evan. Who? Rusev and who? <laughs> who you got? Colin Cassidy. Oh, gosh. Rusev. Rusev. You got Cass. Did we just go through this storyline with Lonnie and Rusev before? I got Rusev, too. I, I, I like Cass, but I, I don't know. I don't think this one going to be clean. All right, real quick. Uh, Shin, Rollins, Jericho. Uh, wow. I don't want to be on the list. So um, I think I think for the build they're gonna for for build I give it to Rollins. Evan, winner the list. <laughs> Say Rollins. They got Rollins winning. Rollins yeah. Rollins got to get revenge with uh, Jericho scoring a move or uh, getting on. Yeah, the but he's beat Jericho. <laughs> he's beat Jericho like on every row. All right, real quick. Owens yeah. uh, Reigns. Evan. Uh, Owens, of course, interference. Shen. Hmm. Uh, Owens uh, walk away with the belt. DQ interference or something. Yeah, I think I want to just uh, stick the keep the belt as well. All right, we got about thirty seconds to start off with the Evan uh, promote away. Let, let us know about your show. Uh, thank you back for listening to uh, Pancakes and Power Slams. Don't forget check out Under the Mat Radio Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our email. We just had uh, Tom and Jimmy talk about House to Hardcore. How much you got paid for drinking Undertaker's tobacco stick, drinking Raven's blood, and a whole bunch of other stuff? Check it out Under the Mat Radio backslash Blood Talk Radio, and check us out next week. We have another huge guest. Thank you. Awesome. Shin. Uh, official Shen Blade on Facebook. I also did an interview with Tommy Dream a couple weeks ago. I just did an interview with Michael Rappaport and Gerald Moody of the I Am Rappaport podcast in New York City. Uh, this week I will be putting out an uh, interview with Shining Edward Jackson from Russell Pro, New Jersey. Catch me on uh, Twitter and Instagram under Sensational One. Nice. Pleasure having you both. Uh, a, a reunion show. <laughs> with the world for you tonight, so it was, uh, it was Yeah, you tried to make us Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels each other. Oh, no, it, it, it ain't nothing like that. It's, it goes. It, it, it says in that party. It, it was an honor. No, uh, yeah. It was yeah. a party. It was, uh, <laughs> I had a good time. Um, the infamous, the infamous uh, handshake uh, known around the world, uh, 2010. So uh, uh, I, I'm the Vince McMahon in this uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels sandwich, so. So I be missing man hell in a cell. <laughs> or you're fired or something. <laughs> I remember the I, I'm going to inject a lethal dose of poison. Oh, right slashing. The worst thing. He turned his chair around and that little spray little kid in the- He's oh, in that case for the NWO. Uh, oh, shout out to Pace kids. Google Pace <laughs> right. kids don't know about that today. Well, at least the NWO of WWE was better than the band of TNA. Oh, yeah. Talk about well, the voodoo in the voodoo kid mafia. Oh, oh goodness. We're running out of time, but that's another show as far as talk about uh, TNA ripoffs like uh, EV 2.0 and the entire uh, oh. Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. But that's it. That's <laughs> we're running out of time, so that's definitely another subject for the other day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Episode 246. Thank you to thank you. Uh, thank you to Evan. Thank you to Shen. Uh, fantastic show tonight. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling. Uh, follow us on Facebook page, Crave Wrestling. Lots of interaction on both uh, arenas, so thank you so much. Episode 246, God bless you all. Signing off. Have a good night. Bye-bye.